Welcome to Vip Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Vip Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information about Vip Friends, you can visit us at www.vipfriends.org. You can also call me at 844-374-3639, extension 4. So thank you for listening to Living Life and Love. Welcome to Vit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love, Brother to Brother. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on today's show, I have a very special show, very dear to me. I have some of my fraternity brothers. These are guys that I went to college with. I'm going to say we grew up as young men, you know, trying to find our way into this crazy world. And it's even crazy now, but still crazy. Um, so I would like to welcome them to the show. I have Jamel Jenkins, Jane Smith, and Dylan Hubert. And I might have a few others pop in as well. So welcome, fellas. All right. What's up? Hey. Doing? How's hello. It? Hello. <laughs> welcome. Awesome, How are you awesome. doing, Mark? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, the world is hot. That's all I can say. Just every day is consistently hot. And I just want to get that. to the wintertime. <laughs> um, but let's start it this way. Since my <laughs> listeners know me, you know, I'm Mark Braxton from Raleigh, from Raleigh, North Carolina. Let's go to Mr. Jenkins. If you can introduce yourself and then we'll just kind of go right around to everybody and then we'll start our conversation. So, Mr. Jenkins, it's on you. All right. Uh, all right. So, I'm, I'm Jamel. Uh, good, to, good to hear from everybody. I am uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia, originally from Norfolk, Virginia. On this fraternity line, I'm number two. <laughs> they named me uh, Dr. Eichenstein. I named myself Strictly <laughs> Business. Um, there we go yeah strictly business and and we'll get to some of that business later so and and let me say this real quick before we get to the next person um i will be in atlanta next year um for world vitiligo day not sure exactly what hotel is going to take place but it's a big event you know i will be there and everybody else with vitiligo so Hopefully I'll run into you, brother. You know, not gonna put you on the spot, but hopefully I'll run into you. Definitely, definitely. Word, word, definitely. Absolutely, man. We can make it happen right. this time. So we're missing our number one, which is Rodney Sproul, and missing our number three, which is Jake Ford. So I guess I'll go with me. You know, I'm number four on our line. Um, Mark Braxton's from Raleigh, North Carolina. And um originally I'm not from Raleigh. I'm from a little small place called Friendship, North Carolina. And if you on my Facebook page, you saw that. They misspelled the sign for Apex Friendship um, Elementary School. We was a little upset about that. But anyway, um, I am number four on this line, and my line name is Mr. Energizer. Don't ask. Let's go to the next person. All right, Mr. Smith. (laughs) Uh, Of course, my name is uh, James W. Smith. I am a native of New Bern, North Carolina. Um, I am number five on this line. My line name was Dr. Jeopardy. Um, anybody who knew me in the early 90s at Shark University, they knew that James was down there watching Jeopardy, and they knew he probably got most of them right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was your thing, man. We know where to find <laughs> Oh, it's time for Jeopardy. Oh, we know where to find James. Yeah. All right, so last but not least, let's go to our backbone. All right, my name is Dillard Hubert. Everybody knows me as Dill. I was number six on our line, a prophet of the new order. And um, my name was Dr. Feelgood. 
every everybody kind of knew what that meant. <laughs> uh, I like to smile. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. I'm very colorful. I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I now live in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, taught in Philly for 10 years. And now I'm with the city of Richmond Parks and Rec Department. And all I do is have fun Absolutely. with uh, summer camp and uh, and after school programs. So uh, I really enjoy that. So that's still still sort of education, but I like the fun part of it. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting, Bill, you talk about that. I feel like we have switched roles because I started off, um, although I went to school for communication, uh, mass communications, radio, TV, journalism, I went into recreation, you know, with the mm -hmm. YWCA of the Triangle and then the city of Raleigh. And I've always done uh, recreation, parks and rec, you know, all that good stuff. But now I'm education. Although I'm doing a summer camp this summer um, and it's hot. <laughs> like I say, it's hot. Um, but I'm into education now. And, um, you know, it's interesting how our roles can reverse. But you know what? You said something that's very important. Fun. You have to enjoy life. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, for our listeners out there, you know, you're going to hear us. We're going to be laughing. We're going to have some serious moments. If you hear us laughing and being silly, look, we're having fun. And we we haven't seen each other in a, in a long time. So we get a chance to to reminisce, walk back down that memory lane and um and laugh about a few things. And and there'll be some inside jokes that y'all don't get and you'll never get because we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> but but well, let's go ahead and, and start it here. Let, let's start off with the serious part of the conversation. I'm gonna be serious for a little bit. Um let's talk about being young men in 1990s, you know, at an HBCU at Shaw University, what which I guess back then people classified that area as the hood, but you know, we know better. Well, so let's let's kind of talk about some of our experiences. What what were your thoughts as being just being young men? Who wants to tackle that one first? Well, you, James, you spoke up first, man. Let's go with you. <laughs> I I tell you, man. So, um, going to HBCU first of all, uh. I'm part of what I call that different world generation. Yes. We sat at home because we thought you were the Colonel's son, Jamel. Remember, we thought you were the Colonel. <laughs> I was. I was. And, because, I, because I came to campus with those flip-up glasses like he did. Right. Remember that? And the briefcase. And the briefcase. Yeah, and the briefcase. So, yeah. But, um, man, I think <laughs> I, I was going there looking for I was going to look for Whitley Giller, but no, I think that um, that atmosphere, um, it was a time when the music, um, like the public enemy, oh, yeah. Call Quest, all the, everything was just in perfect connection. And the atmosphere on the campus, yeah. it was awesome. And I think that um, that experience, that those first couple of years, it kind of fortified the type of activist I am right now. Right. Um, right. Why they say feeling black was a thing to be, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and that and that was that was what I was about. And uh, I I'll, I'll digress. I digress. <laughs> All right. I look. I, go ahead, pops. I, oh, I'm sorry. I I'm calling Dill pops, but that was the name we everybody used to call calls back on me. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh. I remember the family type of atmosphere, yeah. like 
when we had guests come on the yard, like from St. Aug or wherever, like they had to almost be approved. You right. know, like uh, we knew who they were if they did come online. They, you know, they was uh, probably in a fraternity or sorority. And I, re- I remember we had some great debates when, oh, like yeah. around the pool. You know, like it was okay yeah. that we we could disagree and not fight or pull a gun like everybody's doing now and and get into some serious like educational type of uh under disagreements or arguments or philosophies i mean and i and yeah. i like that cuz you could still be friends afterwards you know you absolutely yeah i missed that part and that, that was a good part of the family feel of Shaw and hopefully all HBCUs Absolutely. And, and before we get to Jamel, let me let me say something. Dill mentioned the pool. For those of you who don't know, we had a pool in the middle of our campus. And, and, I, and some people are thinking, wait a minute, a pool? Yes. It, not the same type of pool that you, you guys go swimming in. It was an old fountain that stopped working, but we called right. it a pool. But that yeah. was the spot where everybody yeah. would come out of their dorm and sit around and talk. And like Dill said, have these debates and deep conversations about everything, anything, you know, and and it was it was a great time because we didn't have all this technology that kept us in the dorm. We know if we watch TV, we had to go downstairs or watch it in your room. We didn't have cell phones like that. So we had to talk to each other. We had to communicate. That's right. Besides besides talking, TV was our life. Like we remember when. uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Cosby show went off the air. Right, we, right. You yeah. know the last show. Yeah. We remember when um, when OJ. We got watched off. that, <laughs> but we, we watched the. We, remember, we watched the chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we watched the chase, the and then we like, watched yo. the trial. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and, yeah. and we watched the trial, and and it, and it happened throughout the community. Every, Absolutely. I mean, every community, like we. Because of who he was and, and, and what had transpired, we were actually celebrating, the majority of us were celebrating, right. maybe just because, but we celebrated a, 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 a black man not getting uh, getting off or whatever. Right. With the whole deal that had went down uh, with Rodney King, where we felt like it was injustice right. done, we felt like we were getting some kind of justice when when OJ, um, and I'm not going to dominate the conversation. No, no, you're good, because you know what? We we all have time to talk. Um, real quick before we get to Jenkins, I'm going to say this. Watching that that car chase in the dorm uh, at real time, that was the slowest car chase I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I see car chases look right here in Raleigh, and they are going 90 miles per hour, and they are going from county to county. That was the slowest chase I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, seriously, that's a car chase? That's I'm going to look it up know. and find out how fast he was going. That was funny. <laughs> He was going to speed limit. He might have been going 55 because I think that was the speed limit back then. It was crazy. Um, and for our listeners, yes, we're laughing. We're having fun. We're reminiscing. But I'm going to throw it over to Brother Jenkins. Uh, you know, it, it, y'all, are, y'all are bringing back memories for me. Oh, my gosh, you really are. Um, I'm going to tell you, I, I think I, out of all of us, was probably the most sheltered coming to town. Um, I was the one that grew up in a really strict Pentecostal background. Uh, Church of God in Christ coming to Shaw Youth uh, 
campus that we were required to go to church on Sundays. I was cogent coming in. And so <laughs> the, 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 thing I, the thing I remember coming in was this was a place that, that challenged all of my thoughts and it right. challenged everything that I remember to be definite truths um, yeah. when, I, when I first showed up. And I remember there were things like, yeah, we were the only university with a pool and a beach and absolutely no water. <laughs> and no sand. Right. No water, no sand, but we had a beach and a pool. But I remember, I remember like, I remember a lot of those discussions. I remember um, we used to have like the Afrocentric club which used to right. be a, like a thousand students who used to gather in the student union where it was sweating hot, but there would be like the greatest discussions and the greatest Thanks information passed on. I remember um, Muslim was the first time I had experienced interacting with Muslim uh, students. Right, right. Um, mm. And just having those discussions about religion and, and our history and just kind of coming into this going, Wow, this place is, I mean, it, you know, yeah, it was, it was a different world that was bringing me into it. But when I got there, there was so much of an educational challenge to my thoughts and my ideas when I walked in the door. And I remember that that became a, a huge part of, of, of changing me um, as I went through school. I remember that. Yeah. It, you know, just to share a little bit about my, I guess my experience too, you know, Shaw was the first time I had interaction with people from other countries. Yes. No, mm -hmm. before that, I, did, I would see people, let, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, Ethiopia. We had Ethiopia. several students from Ethiopia. Ooh. And mm -hmm. what we saw on TV was not Man. the students I saw on campus. And I'm just going to say this, the, the young ladies from Ethiopia? Yes. Yes. I'm just going to pause. But but but, yes. but but those yes. conversations yeah. those conversations with them though it right, was right. it was neat to just be able to sit down and just talk to them about their experiences and just going yeah those videos that you guys are seeing on TV every day we don't even know what those are right absolutely mm -hmm. <laughs> look I, talking to the guys from like uh, Moses and Sunday from from Nigeria yes yes. Uh, even uh, Michael Yerma and those guys from Ethiopia, yeah. Bezzy, yeah. absolutely. Yep. It gave up what TV was giving us, and guess what? They had the same perception because TV was giving them that we was hood and thug. Absolutely. Uh -huh. yep. so it was a it was a two way street. Right. So that, absolutely. So that, so that that was really that's a good point, Jamil. Absolutely. Uh, bringing that up is and, that and you know. And for myself, I, you know, when I think back at the time, I, I wasn't thinking about it, but I, I looked at my own evolution, um, the own, my own change that a lot of people didn't know, you know, like, um, Jamel and I, you and I, you were, I, you and I were talking one day about poetry, you know, you didn't know I write yeah. poetry. Well, it started back when I was at Shaw, but I was such an introvert that I didn't share anything. Y'all knew mm. I could draw and wow. paint. But I never shared any of my poetry. I was writing a lot back then, deep stuff. You know, um, wow. when wow. Dr. Barker's class, what is thinking? Dude, I'm thinking, wait a minute, what is thinking? I'm thinking about what is thinking. You know, like, I, I really started seeing myself evolve and change. But other people didn't see it because they didn't know me like that. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, yeah. and I think even after, and we're going to get on this in just a minute, um, even after I pledged, I saw another transition within myself. 
you know, oh, mm. excuse me, after I joined the organization, Five Beta Sigma, the Iota chapter, I should have said pledge. Please forgive I me. Thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were donating some money. I thought you were donating some money to you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. I, I pledged $20 to the, <laughs> the Living Love Foundation. <laughs> Look, but um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that real quick. Um, so this is how we all bonded. Like we saw each other on campus. Some of us were student counselors. Um, yes. Some were in student government. Like I think, Dale, you were in student government. I was a student yeah. counselor. James, you were student counselor, right? Dale and I were in student government. Together. Yeah, we were in government yeah. together, but we got in government after uh, we played. Okay. So I think, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I was in the library. So, I was in the library and uh, yeah, the Quizbo yeah. team. I think something like that. <laughs> yep. So, you know, you think about it, we all had all these different experiences. Yeah, Quiz Bowl was off the chain. Um, Let's talk about this, because we were talking about seeing JaVale on the campus. Didn't know him, but I I knew him, but I didn't know him. Dill, we had a class together, Dr. Jab's class. Oh, my God. Yes, it was so funny, because we didn't know each other. But Dill would come in late, and I'm just going to put this out there. Dr. Jab's, you had to give an excuse why you were late. (laughs) And I was sitting there like, yo, this dude lying. I wouldn't know him. I know he lied, but <laughs> but Dill had the best excuses. And, and you sitting there like, I can't believe this this professor's believing this. Because like Dill, you you had it down to a science. Then you would sit next to me and go, What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm lost, <laughs> you know. But um, but it was interesting because once I saw that. You know the six is six of us. Jake, uh, Jake, and I was actually Rodney's student counselor. So no, I knew Rodney before wow. I knew everybody else. Um, but seeing that the six of us were going to be together, you know, we had to get to know each other. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. that's knowing the good, the bad, and the ugly side of ourselves. You know, and, 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 um, and you know what's? I'm sorry for cutting you off, bro. Well, go ahead. You go know, ahead. you know what's funny about our um our line or whatever. If you ever get a bag of mixed nuts, that was that was that's what we were. Yes. We, the almond, yes. the peanut, the cashew, we were all different. We were so we were all right? in the same bag. And we, but we weren't just different. I mean, we were like this. I mean, I've seen people come close together where they're like these two are kind of similar. Every single person on our line was a completely different human being from the next person. Yeah. Every single James and James and I may have come close in some things. We're we're polar opposites in a lot of stuff. Right. Which is yes. different. Right. Everybody's everybody's yep. like their own person. Somebody yep. was in sports, a couple of y'all was in right. music. Uh right. you know, I was just all over the place. Uh you, you know, everybody yeah. was different. And and I was in art and writing. Right, right. Everybody was different. That was the weird thing about it. Like yes. uh, Tim and, and Maine and Ernie or whatever, they they put us all together in a bag, and it it worked out because we ran the we ran the yard for a few years after we went over. And for our listeners, if you don't know what running the yard means, that means that we <laughs> we were the ones that set the tone for everything. Yes, for the step shows, for the programming, 
And we it was it was to the point where we had a week of program programs that we did that was better than our homecoming. Like we we let up to homecoming the week, but it it was where we had a business plan. You know, Um, as young students, we saw this as a business, and we said, you know what, we're young students, we don't have a lot of money. Um, Let's put together programs that are going to educate our students teach us something um and then at the end of the week we can have a party <laughs> you know we party yeah, at the end yeah, of the week yeah, yeah. um but well, it worked it's night out <laughs> yes poor, yeah. let, let, let's talk about a little bit of our programming um it, those that we can remember yeah so one of our big programs for our listeners we had this thing called poet at lovers night out and oh, yes. what's what's crazy none of y'all know i write poetry yeah hey deal that you're still with us okay i think he just left Okay. So none of you yeah. knew that I wrote poetry because I was too afraid to read it in front of y'all. Right. <laughs> but we had a... Uh, was like the... Wasn't that the first time, though? No, I never read anything. You you didn't do any poetry at a Poetry Lovers Night Out? No, never. None. Wow. I should have. I should have. Jamel, I had a, a notebook full of poetry. And I never read so anything. So was the first... Was the first time I heard your poetry was the time I came to Raleigh and we went to eat at that barbecue place. Is that the first time I saw, I've seen it? I remember some place where you showed me for the very first time and I was like, what? Maybe. Or was it this, was it this time recently? No, 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 no. It was this time recent. That's what it was. Yeah. the first time I've run across it? Um, was that the very first I, time ever? When I shared it online. Um, when I did that, that podcast... And I read yeah. all of my poetry. That was the first time most people have ever heard it. You know, wow. and I'm going to say this, you know, if I dated somebody back in college, they may have heard, sure. read a poem, but sure. not to the level where I am now. No, it was just, hey, you know, wow. that, that, that that puppy love stuff now. Nah, but now, wow. some, and I'm still writing stuff. I just write random stuff. But that was a part of yeah. me that a lot of people didn't know because I was too afraid to let the world know or anybody know that side of me. Because it was sure. too personal. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. Now, wow. but sometimes I would think afterwards, like when we had the Poet at Lover's Night Out program and Dr. Marion Phillips was the keynote speaker, I'm like, man, I should have read something. Too late now. Sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but that but but that was that was one of the things I always thought was neat though. Like we had a lot of programs and what I've learned from us, from the group, from mm-hmm. us was that diversity was our superpower. Yes. And I learned that that then and I carried it on through life. But it was the fact that we were were so diverse and went into so many different directions. Right. It gave us the opportunity to have a massive appeal to the campus because we could appeal to all these different pockets. And so our programming was just so outrageously outside of the box. I mean, who comes up with, with a formal dinner where we all bring everybody brings their boyfriends and girlfriends dressed up to the nine. Right. Music to have live band, band, live band. poetry. Live right. band. Come on, man. What do we what do we charge like a dollar fifty cent? With that? We charge like a dollar, dollar fifty or something like that. Cheap. It was it was very cheap like that. We we just the crazy stuff that we came up with from like a poet. What's that? Invitations. <laughs> Yeah, we did invitations, yeah, we did everything. Invitations, we did. We yeah. did. Let, just, let me jump it, in here real quick, Jamel. Wow, so, 
as, as yeah. our yeah. vitiligo communities hearing this and listening to this, you know, when you hear things like this sure. and we talk about programming, it doesn't take a lot to program. You know, oh, it doesn't yeah. take a lot, a lot to have something for people. You just have to have a vision right. and people to work with you to have it. And sometimes you don't have to have a yes. lot of money. That's you know? true. Right. I'm yeah. back. Oh, welcome back, Bill. Welcome now, back. Now, Thank you. Thank you. We've now we've had some um some challenges on the yard too. We had our trials, but we had our challenges. I remember the one party we had, and then I'm gonna switch gears to, to a few oh, other yeah. things. And remember the party we had, and we'd often call out the DJ's name. But the DJ's equipment broke down. All of them. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and we had to give everybody back their money. And that party, that that gym was packed. Like that was going to be the party of the century. And his equipment broke down. Like, come on, DJ. But 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 but, but think. Of, but how amazing was all of it, though? Right. I mean, just yeah. A that we that, that we came up with the concept of doing Showtime at the at, the, at Shaw and, you and Shaw you yep. in the, like Showtime. <laughs> the, the, the fact that we came up with that, and then when the when it blew up on us to come up with the concept of the big payback, the big chair. payback. You're a better free. Oh, Dad, going your memory is good. No, that was, was the it, best. Was it kamikazes? Was it kamikazes? No, 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 no. It, it was Gillies. Gillies, Gillies. Hey, Jamel, move closer Gillies, to your phone. Gillies. Okay, 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 okay. The, yeah, it was Gillies. Gillies. Yeah, which is uh, it, it's wow. the Lincoln Theater now, uh, but it still looks the same. Whoa. You go on the inside, it still looks the same. <laughs> it's raggedy looking, but they have concerts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was wow. the best. Pay, the big payback where well, we had to have a free party for all the students and it was a massive turnout. Well, it was free, yes. you know. I remember that. Yes. yes. But, but you know, that, and that means we still stayed in good standings too. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And that, now, which, which, talked which, which, that talked how we, we were that talked how we perceived on the yard. Right, absolutely. That, that wouldn't have went well with some other people I don't think. Maybe I could be wrong. Right, but I think the type of people we were, it kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's important. That's yeah. just the type of person you are, or people collectively. You know, um, you don't have to have a lot, and sometimes you can make mistakes, and people will still say, "You know what? I support you. I understand what happened, but I still support you." You know, we would mm -hmm. approach. We had an approach of, "Hey, I care about you. I'm friendly. This is who I am. Let's talk." You know, we talk to people. And and I feel that's important. That takes you a long ways. Even now, you know, if we learn to talk to people, not look at mm -hmm. what we lo look like on the surface, but talk to us to the inside of who we are as people, you know. And I talk about that a, a lot because you know, my surface is 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 multicolored, but my heart is what speaks the loudest, you know. Yeah. So let's let's switch mm -hmm. gears a little bit. Um, hey, before we jump off of the 1990s, anybody want to add anything else? And then we're going to talk about some move forward to current times now just uh one last thing uh our professors man we had oh, some awesome professors yes. yeah yes. i mean i have i have to speak on that i yes. remember i i remember once a professor mr dr fleming said something that changed my life i was i did a paper it wasn't up to par and i just turned it in whatever and he uh bought me in he said mr smith i see your potential but mediocrity is a luxury you cannot afford. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whatever it cut to my soul. 
but wow, professors that uh, yeah. challenged you, tore you down to build right. you. Yes, <laughs> but but I, you know, my, my first English, ahead, my first English professor was Dr. Lenoa Battle. Wow, and we, I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember doing our very first paper for her, and I came in as an English education major, so I thought I was like, "Boy, I'm a, I can write, and I'm all good at <laughs> this stuff." I come in that very first paper. I remember she brought them back to us, and she had them in her hand, and she said, "Okay, so your papers. Um, what should I say about your papers?" And then she walks over to the trash can and she puts them in the Ooh, trash can. Wow. And she said to us, she said, if you'd like to get them, you can. I don't know if I would if I were you. Wow. <laughs> and I remember after class was over, a few of us slithered over to the trash can to find our papers. <laughs> I swear to you, that woman wrote more in red than we wrote in the papers. Wow. <laughs> She made me a writer for life. I swear wow. to you. I swear wow. to you. We had some powerful professors at that. We, we did. We really did. Yes. You know, I'm gonna bring yeah. you back down memory lane one more time. Um, HB Cable. <laughs> I, I yeah, took one I, of his I classes. Him. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I, missed, I missed the opportunity. I really did because I was. Whether y'all realize it or not, I was very shy in college. Very shy, very introverted. Um, and I know I can hang out with y'all, party step all day, but then after I'm done, I'm going to the room. I don't want to see nobody else. Um, <laughs> and, and HB Cable, you know, he, he had me in one of the classes and he said, I really want you to join the Shaw players. And I said, No, he said, I'm very wow. serious. You know, he back then, you know, he was doing this thing and I really want you to join the Shaw players. And, and I'm like, I don't want to. He said, you're the only student that can read right now. You know, and damn. <laughs> and he, and he went to my mother because for my listeners, my mother worked in the university too, you know, so he went over there and talked to her. Like he really wanted me to do it, but I, I, I was too shy. I could not be on that stage. And I'm thinking I missed an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had, um, HB cable and, um, and he taught me, well, he, he, he tried to get me to do. They did fences the year I was with them. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, they did fences, and and um, he he wanted me to read for the lead, but I was too scared, and I had Doctor High, right, um, for public yes. public speaking, and she said, I don't know what it was, but she would take a stick or something. And when she wanted you to get louder or put emphasis in uh -huh. what you're saying, she would hit the stick or hit the table. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. But she taught me well because y'all yep. know I can speak publicly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had Dr. Hyde, too. I, I think but she would be like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah. Something, <laughs> yep. something she would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was no joke. She was a very sweet lady, but no joke. She did not play. Mm -hmm. Um Let's 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 move into thirty years later. Here we are, you know, um, and it's not often. Uh, let's be realistic, you know. We have classmates that we can't say are still with us at this point, you know. Yeah. So you know, we're we're here thirty years, um, uh, being in a fraternity, knowing each other, and um, having all these shared experiences that we're talking about. How has what we've learned or what you've learned? back at Shaw in the 1990s 
impacted your life to today? And and I and I'll start it off and then we'll throw it around. Um, for me, for one, I'm doing this podcast. I never thought in my life that I would do a podcast at all. Never thought um, a radio. I, I did an internship in 97.5, but when I graduated, there was no room at the end. There was nothing. You know, everybody's fighting for that one position. So right. that's how I went into recreation, later into education, because uh, I said, well, at least I know I can get my foot in the door of education. But this podcast was thrown to me. It was like, hey, I want you to talk about your vitiligo journey. So here it is. What you going to do with it? And once the ball is in your court, either you pass it or you dribble it and shoot. And I said, you know what? I'm going to shoot this time. Because I could have easily said, no, I can't do it. I, I, you know, and I've passed up too many opportunities in the past out of fear. And I said, mm-hmm. I won't let fear stop me anymore. Because it did in the 90s. There were, there were things I could have done that I was, I was too afraid, man. You know, but now having this platform where I can reach people and talk to people and get some knowledge and connect with my brothers and connect with the sisters out there and connect, honestly, with people from other countries around the world, you know, that normally I wouldn't talk to. And this has really allowed me to have a voice. And there was one point in my life, and we're not going to get into details on that, where I didn't have a voice. My voice disappeared. And people on Facebook were like, yo, y'all, y'all seen Mark? And I'm like, I'm here, but I can't talk. You know? Yeah. Ooh, that was a crazy part in my life, but I'm not going to get into details. Y'all know about it. But um, so what, what, what has, you know, being at Shaw, you know, what was that life lesson that you learned that you take with yourself now? And uh, I, I think uh, it'll be short and sweet. And this is, this is honest to the core. Um, there are a lot of times as African-Americans where we're in spaces where we're the only one, we feel insecure and we feel that we don't belong or we feel that we're not up to because the historical dynamics, that little psychological inferiority thing that people don't like to talk about. And when I stepped at the Shaw as a freshman, um, there, uh, that James was wondering with, did he belong in those rooms with those people? If I'm the only right. one, when I walked across that stage to that day, the question is, do they belong with me? Right, right. Mm-hmm. That, that's me in a nutshell. Um, once I knew who I was historically, right, where my people were from, what they are, you know, Africa, uh, the contributions, who we are, the essence of myself. Once I got that understanding, that clear understanding, when I left that campus, it was just, it was game on. And that's my entire life in a nutshell. Anybody that knows me in the community knows that's me. I am who I am. I am a black man. (laughs) I mean, no matter where we go. Yeah, I'll stop right there. People see it, you know. Unapologetic. (laughs) Unapologetic. I'll stop there. That's a good one. My um, my experience that I like my takeaway is that um, like I, I like I love color. I like I like I, it's not chaos, but I like crowds. I like energy. I like fun. I love laughing. Um, you know, with you instead of at you type of thing, uh, and just the whole accepting of me being myself. 
like everybody knows everybody knows uh as straw they knew i was different or crazy or you know like he might be right and they would be like that's still i I love that it's not like it was anything like it was a show or anything i was doing it on on like on to try to get attention no i felt more comfortable just being me and everybody was accepting the just being me part you know even down here where I live now, they can't, they, they don't know how to, um, they can't take me, but I love it because that's just me. I ain't going to change for nobody. Absolutely. And that Shaw, Absolutely. everybody was accepting it. Like, yeah, okay. I, I like that. Or, you know, I can rock with that. Or, and some people be like, nah, that ain't me, but that's you. You can wear that, but I can't wear that. I'm like, no, right. you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it might not go over the same way, but yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins, it's for you now. I hear you. <laughs> so I you know what I, I will say this. I was, I'm gonna tell you what I what I learned. Um and and I, and, it, and I, there's a couple of things I I want to touch on. Number one is Shaw University put out education that rivals practically anybody in this country. Thanks. And Absolutely. I don't I don't think I don't think I knew that coming in. I didn't always know it during But when I walked away, I realized that I could go toe-to-toe with dang near anybody that came from any university that you can possibly name. And I I wasn't always sure about that. And so it it took me teaching. It took me, you know, moving up in education and doing some instructional coaching and those kinds of things. But I was like, hold on now. You know, and I didn't didn't mean it in an arrogant way in my mind, but I'm thinking in my brain, like, Ain't y'all from (laughs) right? Didn't you? Didn't you? But 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 here I am in each of these scenarios, excelling to the top because Shaw gave me what it took to put me there. And so even now, you know, now I'm 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 the director of graduate and undergraduate study academic advising, but the people who are there again, situation is like, ain't you from? But didn't didn't you? (laughs) <laughs> but but right. in every in, in every in every situation, I can honestly say it was Shaw you that took me to the top because they gave me that foundation of who I was. But they also taught the mess out of me, and I'm and I'm grateful for that. The second thing I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this to y'all, but I'm gonna say this to you know anyone who gets a chance to hear it too. Um, I like to acknowledge things like mental health because those are important things. Right. And what I will acknowledge about myself is I went through um, sort of a gigantic, just tragic mental health fall. And I didn't always talk about it. I didn't always, you know, it's not something you bring up necessarily, maybe. I don't know. But but I can honestly say, you know, my I remember Jake's dad died um, when we were uh, fresh and younger and how much of an impact it had on me. And I never fully understood that. My parents died a couple of months apart from each other. And I admit that kind of took me out a little bit. Um, Uh On top of that, we started to lose members of like our friendship groups from Shaw U. Aleem and Mm -hmm. Shaw were big brothers, seriously big brothers. Oh, wow, Um, yeah. You know, serious. I mean, they were my two section leaders in the band. Um, and these were like people that I confided in as big brothers. 
And so them and then Paul and I mean, just right. all, all of these brothers started. To, and I got to the point where I was just like, with all due love to everybody, I can't take it. And yeah. I admit, I, I disappeared. I disappeared. Y'all yeah. know me. I disappeared for a long time. And I'm just getting to the point now where I'm trying to find my way back, where I feel yeah. like I get it all. It all makes sense to me. But a therapist is is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and for anybody, for anybody who thinks it's not, if there are things in your life that you can't figure out and things that you can't seem to overcome, things that are weighing on you that you feel like is heavier than what other people experience at times or maybe similar to what other people experience, go to somebody where you could take a time to process it. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I got my master's degree in mental health and became a therapist for a little bit, but that is a big, big deal. A big deal. So, yeah, man, it, 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 it empowered me, but I definitely had to go through some things to get to the other side. So I guess where I am today, man, I feel a whole lot better about. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. That's awesome. You did disappear for a while. Um, <clears throat> this is a good, good yeah, I'll be honest. The- I was looking, I was looking for you. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, we would we would talk. Man. Anybody seen Jamel? No, they would ask me. And you heard from Jamel? I said he's still around. I said you know, and, and I knew what you were going through. You know, um, it, shut, it, 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 it shut me down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, and we all were dealing with some stuff because you know I was going through a, a rocky marriage, and that that shut me down for a minute. You know, I remember but that. then. Oh yeah, and then on top of that, developing vitiligo. Um, never really, never talked about it. Never talked about it to any of y'all how how it was affecting me. You know, uh, I know some homecomings. Y'all like, yo, Braxton, you come to homecoming? Yeah, I might be out there. We'll see. I remember, I think like on the yard, man. Yeah, yeah you coming on the yard? Nah, I'm good. Because wow. well. What what was happening? You I know, yeah, yeah. This is this is my time to really open up a share. You know, yeah. I didn't want to be seen, you know, right. by anybody because I remember, you know, this is how I looked when I was in school, and I have a little around my mouth, you know, mainly on my arms and hands and feet. You know, I can hide a little bit, but I can't hide, you yeah. know. And um, as you start to transition and change with your vitiligo, it was tearing up my self esteem, like. So I was getting the double whammy going through a rocky marriage, vitiligo issues, not knowing how to handle it, not knowing how to process it. And so I just, I just became severely introverted, you know, and I would, you know, go to work, come home. Y'all want to hang out? Nah, I'm good. I got something to do. I ain't had nothing to do. Homecoming. And, and Lonnie busted me in the live one day because um, he was like, yo, you want to go in the yard? Um, I think he said Saturday or something, but he named the date. And I was like, nah, I got something to do. I got whatever. He said, no, I'm talking about next week. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, so you I got to find something to do. Yeah, and, and I had nothing <laughs> to do. So I came on the yard, but it was still, it was still hard. I'm going to be honest. I took pictures with everybody, but it was hard to be myself. You know, I can, hey, what's up, frat, and speak to different people. But then I was ready to go. I was ready to run. Every but, time I would come, because, you know, I used to show up late. Right. Every time I would come, they'd be like, yeah, you just missed Mark. I mean, this yep, happened, yep. like, years. Because, you know, yes. I, I would I would go faithfully to homecoming, like, every year. Right. I think 
out of the 30 years that we, 31 years that we've been in the show, I might have missed four yeah. homecomings, you know, besides COVID, we can't count. I don't want to count. No, we can't count those. those we can't count COVID, but yeah, uh, four out of 31 years, and I know at least five of them times, you came on the yard, but I just missed you because you Damn, only stayed for probably I could like only an hour. Stay, yeah, I could only stay for about an hour. The, yeah. my, like and the anxiety would kick in, and I would leave, you know. And I was like, I'm head to the house, so I got to go back to work. One time I said that I got I got to go back to work. I didn't have to go back to work. I just I just drove around. You wanted um, to be in your comfort zone. Uh, yeah, man. But but yeah. the comfort zone, I really wanted to be at homecoming, but I couldn't. I didn't find. I didn't. I didn't have the the tools at that time. And then right. um, and well, what? What was happening though around 1990, uh, around 2019, and people that you know know me in the community I always talk about that. That was my change. I felt it; something was stirring inside of me, and I and I was you know after divorce I started dating again, and that was that's a whole nother story. But um, that relationship did not help my self esteem, did not help my insecurities. But it wasn't I knew, healthy for you. No, it wasn't healthy at all. But I knew I had to change because I said I can't keep living like this. So I'm hiding from my friends, hiding from my family, hiding from everybody, taking pictures. I'm taking them with my arms folded and trying to hide my hands. And you know, it was hard to okay. I know I'm gonna take the pictures with the frat guy, throw up the sign. That means everybody gotta look at my hands and you know, it's just all these things. I never thought about that though, no, yeah. man. Yeah. Look, and then because I have it in the corners of my mouth. You know, some somebody would say, "Why don't you smile?" I didn't want to smile because it made it more noticeable. But now I'm at a point where you know what? I got to live my life. I have to live, and that's what was 2019. That's what that was all about. I said I have a choice to make. I said if I, I have to continue going the same way I'm going and be sheltered, or start living my life with my challenges and live, and that's what I did. I, I, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't still. Still wasn't easy. I went to homecoming that year, and uh, we were all standing there talking. And you know, some of the new cats growing up. You know, and you know how you gripping everybody. And dude stopped at me and looked at my hands, and gave me the weakest baby grip I ever had. Wow! wow. Guess what? Yeah, man, it wow. tore me up for a minute. I left. I left the campus after that. And I didn't come back. I think I just missed you again, Dill. But but that was my own issue. I said, you know what? I can't I can't do that. I can't let somebody else's fear stop me from doing the things I want to do. You know, and that's what I did. I said, no more. I can't. So I started doing presentations for for this kid in my school that has vitiligo, and then um, Rodney's cousin Terrell Midget has vitiligo. You know, y'all know Terrell from Shaw. He, he, he um, turned. He turned all the way. He, he, yes. His whole yeah. Yep. Yep. But see, I knew Terrell uh, from high school, but I didn't know what vitiligo was. Of course, I didn't have vitiligo, but I always knew he was cool. You know, we would speak and talk all the time, and you know, give each other dap handshakes. You know, no big deal. But so you didn't have it at, at, at in high school. No, I didn't develop it until oh, like wow. nineteen ninety six. Wow! Wow! Ninety four. Ninety six. After graduation. Yes, after graduation. Yeah, at, I'm already working, oh. and and, and it I was did not it know was that. yeah because I could hide it from y'all. That's what y'all didn't know. I was able to hide it, okay. you know, because th- think about homecoming back then was cold. 
Yeah, cool. so yeah. I, yeah. I can wear gloves and you know my 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 um jacket and nobody ever really know. But as it started to spread, then it really made me very insecure about it. And one thing one of the frats said, um, I, this is before marriage. I was dating somebody, um, and they saw my hands. I can't remember who it was. Might have been Pat or somebody. They were just like, "Yo, she must be stressing you out. Your hands are turning white." Come on, man! Now I gotta uh, leave the campus again because wow. <laughs> uh, that was wow. that was my escape. Uh, I, you know, but you know, Mark. I, I swear, Mark, it, it, this ex- it, 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 it explains so so many things. I'm kind of like it, as you're talking, like it all I'm makes sense now. Head, yeah. Like it all makes sense because because mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, and and this is something this is something I want to be better at. And I think we just all need to be better at it at some point. A lot of times when you don't know the explanation for this or that, right. you make up explanations. You make up right, right. what you think mm-hmm. it is and so forth. And I just remember all those times where I was just like, you know, Mark, I mean, Mark, you, we hung out like we were like almost inseparable. For, for yeah, years. we were frat, frat man and go mild. Frat man and go mild. That's a good one. We literally called ourselves that right man and go by, which was hilarious. <laughs> but but that was that was that was what I remember from us. And so I would come down for homecoming and I just remember I was like, what is where is Mark? I don't Mark yep. is never around. Yep. What is going on? Yeah. But it but it makes it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I get that now, man. I, I do. Yeah. But you know, when you look at the man in the mirror, you know, sometimes we don't like what we see. And that's what I was going through, sure. you know, because sure. it, it, it's the um the unknown, like how much spread will it sure. will it happen? And I'm gonna be honest, my vitiligo is slow moving. It is moving slow. Okay. <laughs> and and some spots have repigmented and some spots are still losing spots, but I'm at this point now, I don't care. Y'all never saw me wear shorts back in the days. Well, back at Shaw because I was skinny. I ain't wear shorts, but once my vitiligo started on my legs, I stopped wearing them. I was like, nah, I ain't wearing them on shorts. Yeah. So I went jogging pants, khaki pants, jeans, um, until it got too hot. Now I'm like, nah, it's, it's 115. I'm wearing some shorts. I don't care what y'all think. But <laughs> it, it gets sun... to the point. Huh? I'm sorry. Go does ahead, does the sun, thank you. Uh, does the... and, and, and excuse me for cutting you off. Does the sun have anything to do with? Will you still get tanned in those spots? Will you sunburn oh. in those spots, or does it have anything to do with it? it? Good question. It has a. It depends. First of all, I'm gonna say it depends on the person. Um, sometimes we have a, put a blanket statement and said, "Oh, it affects us all the same." Now I wear sunscreen anyway because I just don't want to take that risk of finding out if it burns. Um. For all the years I've worked summer camps, no, I've never burned, but I do put on sunscreen. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Does it does it tan? Nah, bro. I got my you know I got my butterscotch color. Then it, then it's white with a red undertone. So it's like three or four mm-hmm. different things going on. <laughs> um, but I, nah, but I, I don't burn. But I don't stay out in the sun long enough to find out. Okay, I got you, you. know. Got but you. we do have people in the community that cannot be in the sun because they they're this they have no pigmentation um so they burn easily or their spots you know um burn and it's so different for every person yeah okay so it may be painful painful. 
I would say those that get sunburned, yes. But when it comes to vitiligo, nah. Look, I'm going to tell you what it feels like. If it itches, I'm like, oh, okay, here goes another spot. Might feel like a mosquito bite. That's it. And that spot may show up really tiny, uh, but then it might spread over time. Um, the biggest issue with vitiligo, and I say this, and I think everybody in the community can kind of vouch for that. It messes with you emotionally. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it, it messes with your self-esteem, your insecurities. Wow. Spiritually, it, sure. it might make you question sure. things. Um, and physically, sure. it can make you depressed. You know, um, that's that. where the physical part comes in. And uh, and I've dealt with some of that depression. I, uh, you know, you guys don't know that because, you know, I'm always laughing and joking. But, man, right. I hit that, that depression point And, you know, but I also, once again, I had to make a choice. Do I stay this way? Do I stay depressed? Or do I do something with my life? You know, do I change things? Because I have that power to change it. But I had to realize that, you know, at the time I didn't. I was just like, okay, divorce coming, got vitiligo, you know, my skin is this. and that. You know, you start having that pity party. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I'm going to be honest, as Dill mentioned earlier, that like as men, as brothers, we need to connect more often. There yeah. were times I wanted to, but I couldn't. I wanted to yeah. reach out and say, hey, I just want to talk. This is what I'm going through, but I couldn't. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and, it, and it I had that it. much of a hold on you. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, as as the old folks used to say back in the days, you got the monkey on your back. Yeah, that thing was riding my back and just beat me down. Um, and But 2019, I just knew I had to do something. Man. I had to do something different. Cause, yeah. and And it was the best decision I ever made. That's why I call this podcast Living Life and Love because I have to live my life regardless and love. And it's not just about loving other people. You got to love yourself too. Yes. Yeah, you know? that's true. Exactly. I'm, so, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm really yeah. proud. I'm really proud of you um, for doing Thank this you. and stepping out. You know what I mean? Like kind of like when I moved down here to Virginia from Philly, like right. I kind of stepped out on faith and just Absolutely. had to, you know, tough it out. And I'm proud of uh of all of you guys, Jamel for yeah, coming man. out to coming out to shell, uh, James, because I want I want you to hook up so we can all get on your podcast, you and your brother's uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So look, that would be a look, that's definitely an invitation, and, and we'll set a date up. Like Mark, hook this one yeah. up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I want to say uh, uh, about checking on brothers and everything. I remember when I had that bout with COVID, and yeah, I had a wow. I had a real serious bout. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I just got in the hospital or not, but I think Jamel and Mark, you guys are called to check yeah. on me. Yeah. Called to check on me. Wow, well, I didn't even know you had it, bro. Oh man, I had a real. It was real bad. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was real bad, and um, I remember, and I, I think I don't know if I was souped up on drugs or not. We all called me. I don't know. I think well, I, I didn't, was. I didn't talk to you that long because once you told me you were sick, I said, you know what, yeah. get some rest, man. We'll but, we'll talk. But I, I appreciate it though. I really yeah. appreciate. Wow. It. And, and you know, yeah, I'm sorry. And, and we all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying just quick this. People see these fraternities, they think they're all fun and games and they step right. and they go to parties. No, man, there is a very serious friendship and bond and that's right. a very right. serious community right. service aspect that transcends. So it's yeah. more than that. And I, when you guys called me, that really meant a lot to me. 
I want to say it right now so y'all hear. And and even when Dill, I, I, and I'm not to bring up old stuff, but Dill had a hard hardship too. And I reached out to him just to check, you know, because we need to do oh, that yeah. more as, as men. You know, we go through things and sometimes yeah. we go through these things alone. Yeah. And we just, yeah. it, it, and we need to hear from somebody. And sometimes you can go days and nobody checks in on you. Nobody, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know. Even on Facebook, you know, we see each other. We like our pictures. We might comment on a picture, but I think we need to do better about calling or send me a text or something just to check in on me, just to just to know I'm doing okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I I swear, man, it it's it's there's there's I don't know, man. There's there's a shame sometimes that that you're in a tunnel of shame at least right. and it's it's so hard sometimes to be able to reach outside of yourself i i think i'm I'm better these days there have been so many times where it's just it took almost an act of congress for me to be able to look at myself and reach out to someone and say hello like there, right. there were there were people who i think i would i would probably talk to more who i didn't know and who didn't know me which makes no sense but it made it's sense easy. to me at the time it's easier to be able to reach out to people who have no connection to you and don't know. Yeah, you that's because, true. I, mean, I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to say it, but you guys know me so well that if I am not giving you the Jamel that you know, you'll say something oh, and you'll yeah. bring it out of me. And I'm not always in that space. But people who don't know, oh, I could be anything. Oh, hey, absolutely, hello, exactly, exactly. And no one, would, mm-hmm. no one would bring up anything. And it's, and it's, I. But I, like you said, I, I do think we have to do better at just like connecting, just to say, hey, like you said, right. a quick text or something, just to, just to connect, man. Because it took us a long time to to build this brotherhood. Yeah. Um, right. I don't right. want anybody. I don't want anybody out there thinking it was easy that we just woke up and was like, "Boy, right. we're perfect fellas." <laughs> we we <laughs> cool. No. no. Me, yeah. Me and, I'm gonna tell you, deal is the is is at the opposite end of the line, and we are, we were basically opposites. But yeah. deal taught me deal deal taught me so much during my time because. I was I was so wound tight, and yeah. Dill was so easy going, and that yeah. contrast between us—that's how I got to feel good. Got, got me to go. Absolutely, he got to feel good. But it, but it, but it. Each of you guys over the years became a part of my personality now, yeah. and so there is a part of me that is feel good now. Right, right. <laughs> oh heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, yeah. It, yes. I I I am all of y'all. I am all of y'all. I am artistic. I am still watching Jeopardy's and quiz shows and all that kind of stuff. Right. I am all of y'all. You know, yeah, look, y'all, y'all know I'm a I'm a superhero guy. So you know, I, that that's me. You know, um, yes, art, drawing, crazy stuff. You know, it's funny. Yes, Mr. Smith from Fayetteville. Like when I would take the kids to a step show, he will always ask about you, Jamil. He, he, he talked to Jamel really? Jenkins because he remembers us. Wow. He remembers wow. we used to compete against them, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, so we we have made connections with people 
in ways that we don't even realize that we don't um, even know yeah you're right right, right absolutely yes. and um and it is a brotherhood you know um yeah we're we all have different mothers we all have different lives we grew up in different places different experiences but even as time has gone by we're still able to come together connect and these memories because what's going to happen when yes. we hang up we're going to sit there and go man I remember when, oh man, I find this picture. Oh man, you know, all these things that, <laughs> that we'll start to reminisce about. And it's good. It is good. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's healthy. Absolutely. It is. Um, and I, and yeah. I want to say this to our listeners, um, to the Vitiligo community or anybody else who's listening, men and women, we have to start talking about things that we go through. I know yeah. a lot of times we might feel shame. We might feel that somebody's going to judge us. But the best mm -hmm. thing to do is talk about it. Get it out. You know, that's why I'll talk about, you know, some of the past stuff. I try not to call out names of people, but I'll talk about situations yeah. I've been in. You know, that helps get it out. You know, after a while, it's like, I, I can laugh about it now. You know, maybe 10 years ago, I was crying over it, you know. So yeah. it, it, it's one of those things. I I'll say, for instance, um, and you made reference to it, but I could put it out there. Everybody know I was engaged to a model in 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 uh in our uh Shaw University life, Tina and she passed away yes. last year and yeah. um yes and a couple of brothers reached out to me. I was really taking it some I really took it hard, you know, and it's wow. it's still not easy. But right. um like right. you're alone on an island, you know, because yes. you don't want to call yes. nobody and let it go because sometimes right. you think yeah. you're putting well, it on somebody. You know, everybody's right. not a good listener. You know what I mean? Or some Absolutely. people you don't even need to tell because they could care less or their reaction to be something right. other than what you need at the time. So you wait for people to reach yeah. out to you. And right. my brothers reached out to me. Mark reached out to me and, um, you know, wow. Maine and, and, and I, everybody reached out. All of y'all reached out to me, but I was still alone on that island, you know, after right. the phone call. And, yeah. um, one thing that I will honor, JC, remember JC? Yeah. And his, and his wife, Teresa, they came yeah. to the funeral because I, I had to oh, go wow. to, uh, yeah. And I would, besides that, I was by myself because, you know, right. me and Tina, we moved on. You know, I right. just did that sure. because he, at every homecoming, people was like, y'all still together? Like, you know, right. they didn't right. know that we, we had been yeah. let it go. But, yeah, um, Shaw University community really um it's like family and jc and his wife came and it meant so much to me and they was like and they gave me like a hundred dollars i'm like why are you giving me this money wow. you know and they was like well we wow. don't know the family wow. we know you and we're here right, for you right, and right. that meant so wow. much that meant so much to me right, right. Cause I had to let we knew, yeah because we knew deal you know how much she meant to you you know, like yeah. you said, it's a Shaw mm -hmm. family. Yeah. And when we saw Dill, mm -hmm. we saw Tina. Whether y'all were just friends or not, we knew y'all yeah. were close. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I and I think that's what we have to continue to do. You know, we're we're not um, in our twenties anymore, thirties. You know, we're getting up there, and you know, we we got to start checking on each other more often to see how we're doing. You know, um, and as we age, you know, some are our parents' age, some of our siblings, you know, different things that we're going to experience. And um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, last year was probably the hardest year of my life. 
and the school system. Man, I mm -hmm. never in my life experienced a year like that. Um, the year ended, and then they said, hey, we want you to work summer school. There was no break. And oh, summer school, wow. the atmosphere was different. It was, I, I've never experienced anything right. like it. And every day I was sore. I was irritable. I was, I, I ain't gonna front. There were days I wanted to cry. I, I was just sitting in this one wow. spot by myself. And everybody knew that was my spot, so don't take it. And I just sat there by myself. Because <laughs> think about it. We were still in this COVID thing. And you still separate it from your coworkers. Yeah. And you try right. to, you try to navigate and teach these kids, but they tell you stay three feet, six feet, whatever feet. I worked in a classroom where we we didn't have that luxury. You know, we were changing kids yes. and right there, and you know, every mm -hmm. body fluid possible, and you know, it was fear. I've never felt that like that before in my life. So. October, I made the decision. I said, you know what? Y'all can have this. That's my attitude was shocked. And I wish I would have had, well, I did have some people talk to me and say, you know, Mark, you know, rethink it. I said, at this point, this is the decision I have to make. Y'all keep it. Yeah. I can't do it. I find myself I'm angry. I was sad. I'm in the break room. I got, and it was one day I did have some tears, you know. Um, and I said, December is my last day. And when the last day of school, I was gone. But one of the ladies um, in central office, she came and talked to me. She said, you know, I understand. Well, she saw everything firsthand. That was how yeah. stuff was going yeah. down. She was like, oh, she yeah. said, but but don't leave completely. Because if you change your mind, I would love, we would love to have you back. So, eh, you know, I had about six months to really think about things. And I came back as a sub. But then... You know, we talk about how things can change in a heartbeat. You know, I'm in a different place. And, and somebody asked me, well, why would you go back into the school system? You know, what's changed? I said, well, the school system hasn't changed. The kids are still the kids. I've changed. The way I, I look at go. things have changed. I uh -huh. said, and my, my um, former principal reached out to me and she offered me a new position. I'll tell you more about it when it started next week, <laughs> but it, it, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good thing. More money, you know, and more responsibility. Oh, sure. That's but, always good. Yeah. But I'll be working directly yeah. with her you know, and, and as part of that admin team. So <laughs> look, it, 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 it's just, you know, I went through that hardship, but when you talk about being alone, yeah, mm -hmm. I felt alone, even though there were people there, I felt alone, but, like one of my friends, she lives far, far, far away. And I felt closer to her because she would talk to me. She would listen to what I had to say. You know, you talk yeah. about people listening. She would mm -hmm. listen and and hear what I'm saying. And, you know, one of the things she always says is make sure people value you. You know, mm. that value is important. And I'm going to say this to my brothers here. I value you guys, you know. Yeah. And I think oh, about my time you. at Shaw. Yeah, man. When I think about my time at Shaw, I was with you guys. You know, even though we yeah. may not always hung out, but I spent a lot of time with you all. 
whether it was in the cafeteria or in the meeting or putting together a program or doing a step show or coming up with steps in the in the student union and you know like <laughs> or, or finding well, james well, in well. the library in the corner you know like <laughs> yeah road trips and yeah like that was a time that meant so much to me as a young person, but it also has impacted me yeah. as an older person. Like, and I look forward to seeing you guys at homecoming this year. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, me and too. I'm gonna stay the whole me time. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll be there Thursday. If they have the skating, the bowling party, I'm coming because I've been saying I'm gonna do that every year and I've never done it. <laughs> Can we get a confirmation, Jamil? Yes. Hey. Hey, this is yeah. We got to get you, Jamel. <laughs> oh, Jamel, uh -oh. Will be we, there we missed you. Tuesday. Oh. I like Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> okay. You starting early this year, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I kept, man. I kept saying to myself, you know, seriously, I, I've said a number of times that I I do have to apologize to my fraternity brothers, my my line brothers, you know, friends that I've had in school. Um, quite frankly, family members, <laughs> all that good stuff, because I isolated from the world. I did. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, I said, like, like I said, like I said before, it's so easy to fill in the gap of, you know, if you don't know the answer, he doesn't want to be around us or he doesn't want to, you know, yeah. and it wasn't yeah. anybody. It was me that I needed yeah. to step away. Right. And just Nobody could have done anything. Right. Nobody, Nobody could have done anything. anything. I was out to lunch. I was out to lunch. And so, yes, I will be there uh, front row center for homecoming. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Can't wait to be there. Miss y'all anyway. And so, yeah. I'll be <laughs> yeah, man. Just make sure I get a, a haircut the week y'all come, you know, and all the good stuff. So we all look fresh and fly, take, take, take some pictures. <laughs> No oh, James, James I, I know James. You don't have any hair up there. I, I got it, but that's all right, man. You can still get a beard <laughs> shave or something, you know. Right. <laughs> but we gotta we gotta make sure we bust the flick, though. We gotta bust the flick. We got to yeah, we gotta man, bust definitely. the flick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, you know, I'll be that, there on the I'll be there with all my colors on. So you know that's right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and you and you what about the blue bow blow pops, dear? You have them? Oh, you know I'm gonna have a blue bow pop, and I'm oh, gonna yeah. have an air horn too. <laughs> I gotta have an air horn too. Okay. I, I should have brought one. I, I, I give out blow pops to my students in my history class. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a tradition. That's a Shaw tradition. That's not even. Uh, like only Sigma, John. Well, you know, it's, it's coming from me, so it's Sigma. But you know, like people, people literally look forward to that, and I didn't even realize yeah, it had yep, that big effect. Yep. People's kids yep. be like, "I remember him. He gave me a. a how do you remember me? I gave you a, absolutely, a absolutely. <laughs> look, man, these connections are so important, and we got to keep them going. You yeah. know, and um, like I said, this is part of my brother to brother conversation. I like to have. You know, I always like to bring men on so we can talk, so people can hear how men think, how men feel, things we go through. And things we share, because a lot of times, you know, um, we're quiet. We're quiet. You know, we talk in our little small inner yep. circles, and rarely do we talk publicly about life and what we go through and deal with. So I greatly appreciate you brothers coming on and sharing. So before we leave, or I wrap things up, I'm going to go around and let each one of you share some type of words of encouragement to our listeners. Let's start with, uh, let's start with Smith. 
Wow, man. Uh, one thing I've, uh, at 50 this year, one thing I've learned uh, is that when we go through trials and tribulations, whatever, all I can say is, man, if you're going to fall, fall for it. Um, start where you stand. No matter how uh, cumbersome it may be, how the obstacle may be so gigantic, what you may call it, uh, just start where you stand, finish the fight, stay the course, and also surround yourself with good people. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Deal, we're going to go to you next, sir. All right. Um, me, uh, words to encourage me, I would say live, laugh, and love. I mean, we, we've all lost somebody on this way. Since we've been brothers for 30 years, we lost many people. We probably don't have enough fingers and toes to count the many people in each of our lives collectively um, that has passed, that has had some kind of impact to our lives. So just um, turning 53, finally going to Disney, just having fun, you know, realizing where I'm at in life. And then tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Absolutely. So, you know, why, why hold a grudge? Because, you know, you're holding a grudge for something that the other person doesn't even care about. Yep. So why should you type of thing? You know what I mean? So it would be live, laugh, and love. Absolutely. Thank you, Dill. Thank you. Let's mm -hmm. go to Mr. Jenkins. Um, I guess I would say that every day that you get an invitation to be on this earth, an invitation that not a lot of people get. Not everybody gets that invitation. Right. But every day that you get that invitation is another day when you can do something different and you can have a better today and tomorrow than you had yesterday. So um, always, always continue to tell yourself, no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter how bad it seems to you in the moment, that feeling doesn't have to be here tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. You can do something different. Um, that changes the game. Know the people that are in your corner. Know the people that love you. Um, and and never lose sight that those people are still out there, you know? Um, I haven't seen you guys in a while, but it's like, boy, it's like two days went by, and I'm, I'm <laughs> right back in the chapter. Like, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so know, 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 know your family, know your core, know your center, and uh, keep on pushing. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and usually I'll just I usually just close it out, but I want to thank you three gentlemen for sharing and you know with Mr. Rodney and Jake, but I'm sure they will have wonderful words of encouragement for everybody as well. Um, I do want to say to the listeners, you know, um, as you hear the brothers share some things of encouragement, words of encouragement, um, I want to say, remember, no matter what you're going through, and for our vitiligo community, no matter what your skin looks like. You no, know, people are going to love you for you. It's not what you look like. It's who you are as a person. So make sure that you are showing the best person possible, that you are smiling, you're laughing. Even on those hard days, you know, you got to find some way to bring joy out, to let that joy shine. Because you don't know, you might change somebody else's life with your smile, with your laughter, with that joy, you know. Um, you know, as I sit here and, and share with my brothers and talk to my brothers, you know, we're opening, we're laughing, you know, this is love. And, you know, and if you listen to my podcast, 
you know, I always say, you know, always show love to your friends, show love to your family, show love to your enemy. You know, even those strangers on the street you pass, show them some love. And that love can be a simple smile. And for our listeners, so, so true. Absolutely. So, brothers, I thank you guys here. We're going to wrap things up for our listeners out there. You have been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. And just to make sure y'all know, this is Living Life and Love, brother to brother. Y'all take care. Peace. Remember, love somebody. Look at that mirror and tell yourself, I love you. All right. Prophets of the New Order. Thank you for listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Fit Friends podcasts are heard in over 40 different countries around the world. You can listen to our podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and also on Facebook. Fit Friends podcasts are sponsored by My Bitter Lego Team.